And we're live. Welcome to the Black Basil's Daily Podcast. The Black Basil's Daily is an exploration of investment strategies, trading ideas, money flips, and stories that may help you turn a profit. The show is released every Saturday and is hosted by yours truly, Black Basil's. Guests include traders, investors, corporate professionals, entrepreneurs, and many more. The things that you're about to hear if taken improperly, will change your life. Let's get it. Too bad, thank you. Not too bad. Cool, 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 cool. Great, man. I'm happy to have you on, man. Thank you for having me. Pardon? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a fan, man. I'm a fan. I don't know if you get. I'm a fan of what you did, man, with the the Twitter and stuff. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of the threads. In fact, I, I went through. I've been through all the threads. Like, I remember. I remember when. I remember seeing the threads. Um, when you re, when you released them, uh, like two three years ago i remember uh, seeing yeah them. i think it's just just about two years ago now yeah 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 i remember seeing them it's like um like and i and I, i'll be on, like no one else no like things like isa it's cra- when you learn about isa it's crazy to think that w- why doesn't the government actually even like say that to anybody like yeah mad. I, know. I know it is a bit it's, crazy like it's, it's mad like when you think like it's quite it's quite mad that like you get um twenty thousand tax free per year. Mm-hmm. And then and but like and that starts when you're eighteen. Yeah. But they don't but they don't tell you when you're eighteen though. Like Yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's very true. I didn't get told about it at all. Yeah. How did you even like how did you even like start like like figure out to make those threads like? Um the first one, which was the helped by ISA one, mm-hmm. it was just literally some of my friends, because it was at the time it was closing, and some of my friends were like, okay, can you help us? We're like, what does it mean? Should it was I time when watch? it was closing, sorry. Oh, when it was closing, the help to buy it. Oh, yeah, cool. when help yeah. to buy it was closing, yeah. yeah. So yeah, some yeah. of my friends were like messaging me like, Kia, can you explain this? I don't quite understand what it is. Should I open one? And I was trying to figure out the best way to convey what it is, because it's a lot of information. Um, and some one of my friends said, I'll do a Twitter thread. And at the time I had that like, no followers. So I was like, yeah, cool, I'll do that. And screenshot it and put it on Instagram, because that's where I had a bigger following. Um, and that's just how it came about, really. What's it called it? So what you amongst your friendship group was you like the not go to person for like finance and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. How did how why did like how did your friends just know that you're that go to person? Is that all you talked about around them or something? No, no, no. It was I think it started. Let me think. Well, I mean, I I was always an entrepreneur out of my friends from like the age of like nine, ten. I was always the the person who was like making money and had all these business ideas. And then it was like sixth form time where I kind of got interested in personal finance and economics and stuff in general so when I got to university and obviously most of my friends moved away from home you know dealing with bills and all these kind of real life stuff they would come to me for help yeah so that's just how I was known amongst my friends and then that's kind of how it just came to be okay it sounds like you was 
So what um, sounds like you've been like working from young then, like you know, all this entrepreneur stuff. Wasn't it at 16 you started working? Yes, I, I got my first job at 16, but mm. I, I say I, I also had my first business at like nine, which is so funny because I what? was like, gone. What job was that? That's what I want to know. Oh, no, it wasn't a job, but it was... Um, I mean, business, sorry. Yeah, it, my mum had taught me how to knit, right? And it sounds really like, okay. But she taught me how to knit. And I remember I used to go into school at like 9, 10. And uh, my friends would want to scarf. So what I would do is I'd tell them like, tell them what colour you want, you know. They'd get they'd pay me a pound. I'd go home and make them a scarf and bring it in the next day. Um, and I made quite a bit of money from that. I was self to like teachers, to my friends, to people in different years. Um, and that's kind of just how my Lit. spirit started, yeah. Lit, 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 lit. So that's your mom. That's your mom who taught you how to knit at nine. But mm-hmm. then, what kind of role did your did your dad play? My dad was from. I mean, from the jump, as you know, from an early age. I think probably I'll say year seven. So when I was about eleven. Um, that's when I I was uh, the infamous cookie seller at school. And then from there, my dad was like, okay, cool. He gave me the initial investment of like five pounds to get me started. Mm-hmm. And then from there, as I was bringing in the money every week, I, I made a lot of money doing that. My my dad was the one who said, right, you're going to open up a junior ISA. We're going to put your money away. Doing what? Cookies? Money. Yeah, selling cookies, yeah. Cookies what age was this? Said again? Year. What year was this? Year seven. I started as soon as I got to secondary school. Yeah, I saw um, the old years oh. doing it. And I think I was, I was at secondary school for about a month or two. And then I decided oh. two months in that I want to get into this game. And my parents said, yeah. oh, cool, go ahead, do it. But they just said, if you get in trouble... Mm. we're not backing you that's it like you get in trouble <laughs> you're on your own no. that's what they said so i was like okay cool fine i'll take the risk yeah nah your parents are si- what they're that's they're supporting that's crazy yeah, your parents like, are supporting, like, like, man. Like then, yeah imagine i think it was like year nine yeah. um so I, I did cookies from year seven to year nine and year nine I decided to incorporate donuts as well and it was my mom no my mom's take me to the shops to buy it and every morning she'd help me bag it because we put it in individual bags and then put it in my school bag and then obviously sell it like individually in bags. So obviously, you know, hygiene, COVID and all that, obviously pre-COVID. But um, yeah, yeah, that's what I used to do. My mom used to help me every morning. We'd bag it up before I go to school so I could go to school and sell it and come back. Boy. What, you, you, well, what, what's it called? Who were you selling to? What kind of years? I was selling to my year and mm. I was selling... So in year seven, I was selling to my year and the older years. And obviously, like, you know, as I kept getting older, I'd sell to the younger years. Um, but more so the old years, they, they tend to have more money. So they just be mm. like, in, in my school, we had two different um, playgrounds, right? So like mm. year seven and eight, so in one, nine, ten, eleven, another. So I'd, I'd like move between both playgrounds to sell to everyone, basically. Whoever wanted cooking donut, I'm your go-to. Did you ever get in trouble? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I got in trouble twice out of the five years I did it. Twice. What happened? First time it was, I think I was in year seven when I first got caught. You know, that was me learning the ropes. And what had happened, like, my, my, I think my geography teacher caught me and he didn't do anything. All, he, all they did was indirect me in our assembly. So they said, oh, you shouldn't be selling cookies. It's not allowed. <laughs> whatever. I was like, okay, cool. Like, you'll say, just say my name, but whatever. Fine. And then the next time I got caught was year 10. Um, and that one was, I just didn't know that there was, basically, I, I was selling to some some of my friends, right? And as a teacher in the classroom, right by where I was, but I didn't know because it was lunchtime. I didn't know she was doing a lunchtime session. So she overheard me selling, I'm just saying, I'm selling, probably to her office, she was ahead of the year. 
told me to call my parents and I'm here thinking oh, my parents are going to leave me for dust they really sent if I get caught I'm going to <laughs> yeah so she calls up my parents um, but the good thing is I had already told my mum like if you get a call from school and I haven't texted you and said oh mummy I'm not feeling well or whatever then don't pick it up so cool I'm, I'm hoping my mum's like remember that so cool that you know gets a call from school doesn't pick up i'm thinking okay cool then they say call her again ring her again i'm hoping she doesn't pick up second time she doesn't so they send me home with a letter and they wanted to confiscate my money and my cookies so i was a smart girl i had two compartments in my bag and i had two purses one purse with five pounds in it and I gave them one packet of cookies. I said, that's all I had, you know, so there you go. Mm-hmm. And in my bag in the under compartment, I had three more, three more packets of cookies and I had another purse full of 20 pounds. So I didn't really lose much, to be fair. And I just carried on selling. I came out, carried on selling, went home with, with a letter. Mom said, okay, I'll just sign it and say I've seen it. And that's it. Yeah. Moved on. Carried on selling. And carried on selling. Like, nothing happened. Like, nothing what? happened. That was what? it. Didn't, did not even discourage you or anything? No. What, what about in, um, in year seven when you got... Um... So, so what did you do after that? Was it just whatever? Did they knew, know you was carrying on? I think both of those occasions, they just taught me to be more discreet because the, mm. the year seven one, I got caught because I had a whole, you know, like I had loads of people around me trying to get me mm. something. That's how I got caught. Yeah. The year 10 one, um, obviously, like I said, I, I couldn't predict it. I didn't know that she was going to have a, a lunchtime session where I was, right? So I yeah. couldn't predict that. But I think from then, it just made me more vigilant. And what I did from then is I, <laughs> what I did is um, I got some of my friends to sell with me as well. So yeah. I gave my friends a packet each, right? Send them That's out. That's what I did too. Exactly. And my, their payment for me would be a cookie. That's what they wanted. So oh, I swear. Like, okay, you guys move three bags each. And then you can just say cookie, whatever cookie you want take one and that's your payment and they do it every day so i would sell some and they'd sell some and i could just like triple my profit by doing that way <sighs> all your friends girls yeah nah you see man you see you see i don't know if it's a girl or boy thing but for me yeah i just know that when i i employed other people with my boys they want money man I yeah but that's, that's the difference see i think that's what it is i went to an all girls school yeah. so the girls are just happy to say 50p on a cookie if it just means i have to sell some people that's fine i don't pay 50p for a cookie nah you want chopped you know you know yeah. you chop disgusting. You can't do stuff like that now, man. Yeah. What? I nah, made that, so much so money. Much like, money. I can't put it to words. Like, I, yeah. I was no. like 15. Yeah. With like, okay. So to put it in context, right? I got my first iPhone in year seven. First ever person in my year <laughs> to get an iPhone. And then year nine came. Um, And at the time for me, that was like the height of BBM and Blackberries. Yeah. And I had an iPhone. No one had an iPhone. No one's interested. Everyone wants a Blackberry. Yeah. I didn't want to be out, out of place. So I took some of the money that I'd made from selling and bought some Blackberries. So I had two phones. I had an iPhone and Blackberry. Mm. And in year nine, I was like 14 with two yeah. phones. And that was... Flipping now. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. You was basically moving like a trapper and stuff. But <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> no cap. Yeah crazy why nah man bringing me back to my days in, in reselling bro but nah i wasn't on your level though your level was different you sound like you was the only one though were you the only one so okay what had happened right in year seven i wasn't the only one by a mile so what i did this is what i mean i, I don't even know how i got all this knowledge but basically what i did is i started selling at 50p everyone's selling at 50p right mm. so selling what for 50p one cookie or one one cookie one yeah. cookie 50p right and how much did it cost by the way it cost a pound for five so 20p each? No, it cost a pound for five to buy them. I sold a 50p each, so I made 250 Oh, 50p each. Yo. You made yeah. how much a pack? 250 a pack. But if you Jesus profit, Christ. I made two pound a pack profit, right? <sighs> no, I made 150 a pack. Sorry, profit. Right, cool. Um, mm. So I was selling 50p. Everyone's selling 50p. 
there's no real USP why you come to me about someone else, right? Mm. So what I did is I reduced it to 40p. Mm. So cool did that. Obviously, I'm making less profit, but people coming to me could save 10p. Mm-hmm. Then everyone else got wind of it. Reduce it to 40p as well. Mm. So I went a step ahead and I reduced one to 30p. Mm. So here I'm making little to no profit, but that wasn't the aim. I knew it's gonna be short term. And it basically what it meant is that everyone else who's selling pretty much gave up because there was no money to be made. Like, wow. If you're gonna set 30p, I'm not gonna make much money. What's the point in risking it for 30p? So pretty much everyone dropped out. And then once everyone dropped out, I'm the only one selling cookies now. Went straight back up to 50p and I carried on. This was year seven, carried on. Year seven, you was doing that. You had yeah. that kind of thought. No yeah. one taught you that. I think, do you know what? No, I, I don't know what, how I got that. I, I just thought like, if I just reduce my price, why would people just not come to me? It makes sense. Obviously, I'm making less money by getting to 30p, but I knew that I'll just, I'm going to raise it when everyone just gives up. And it did. That's some 48 laws of power type shit, you know? <laughs> Bro, that type of shit there, yeah? People might have to pay thousands to get that piece of advice. I'm telling you now. <laughs> that, pe- that type, what you just did there, that's ruthless. That type of stuff that people don't know, there's, Big, big corporate guys, they are paying thousands upon thousands to get that advice. They're like, oh, yeah, let's lower the price down in the short term. Keep it like that until the competition falls out. And then we just raise it back up again. Like, that's serious. That's serious. For me, for me, the only, um, I was in, my situation was there was only two people. There's only two people who are selling. I'll just create quickly about me. And um, the one other brother, (laughs) the one other brother who, there is basically people, came to me because of my charisma. Simple okay. as that, my personality. The other brother who was selling, he robbed He robbed everything, by the way. He robbed oh. everything. Yeah, he robbed everything. It was a bit of a dickhead. Nobody liked him and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so nobody actually liked that brother. Um, he never gave anybody any discounts. He didn't let people pay. Like, you know, I bet you had people say, oh, I'll pay you tomorrow, I'll pay you tomorrow. Yeah, and yeah. I would never do that. No. Oh, you never did it? Yeah, no. I want, I only did it for certain people, certain people, I learned the hard way. But yeah, he never let me. I was like, chill like that. I was like, I'm going to win on on the on base of charisma. I'm going to let people like me because he was doing it way before me. And mm. he, and it was only him. It was only him. And I remember I was just like, yo, one day I just went, bought like seven packets of crisps. And I was like, what? So seven packs of crisps for one pound. What if I sell these for 50p each? That's 350 profit, 250 there. Did that. And then obviously you just take the 350, go buy three packets of seven. You know what I mean? You just go up, up, up. That's what I did. And then flipping. Yeah, people just messed with me just because I'm um, the, I was a likable character. Mm-hmm. It was simple as that. People just listen to a likable character. What happened? Did you get that big shock where after GCSE you tried to do it in sixth form and then you realized they didn't bang? No, do you know what? Um, so I went to sixth form and I wasn't sure if I was gonna do it in sixth form or not. And then I went to sixth form, I went to kind of well, not kind of, I went to one of the best in, in the country, right? Mm. And there was wasn't really that appeal. We had a great canteen, no one was really interested in that. And bearing in mind, because I was surrounded by people who were very much focused on academia and i'm not saying that my friends in school weren't but you, you know everyone just focused on work. Yeah. no one's interested in food as much whereas in school everyone wants cookies donut crisps whatever that wasn't the case so i realized hmm okay i'm like 16 now in sixth form this isn't gonna run as easy as you know it did in school i had to figure out something else and what that may look like if i want to you know carry on being an entrepreneur or whatever it looks like for me i just knew that that route wasn't gonna run in sixth form so what did you end up doing when you were 16? Because obviously, you know how it is, like, you had a certain, you had a certain, like, lifestyle, innit? Like, the mm. money was coming. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Look, my question was, like, you must have had a big shock in terms of money-wise. Like, yo, what am I going to, you know yeah, what I mean? I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, mm. 
all that time I was getting all pocket money stuff. anyway. <laughs> I don't know my parents gave me pocket money, but they did. <laughs> so I was getting pocket money. So that continued, obviously, to do sixth form. Um, my sixth form gave us a bursary, which was great. You know, we got uh, £200 every term, which was brilliant. When you're 16, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a job and I started selling um, some natural hair products that were only available in the US. So for me, I was very much into my hair and I really will take care of my natural hair. And I noticed that there was a big community of black women who wanted the same thing, right? Yeah. And there was a, a few products which were like literally US only, like you couldn't get them in the UK, you couldn't even get them shipped over. Yeah. So I did my research to help my dad. We figured out how to do it. I contacted the companies. They basically agreed to let me be the sole distributor in Europe. What? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they agreed that, cool, only you can distribute our products in Europe. Um, so that's what I did. I shipped everything over, my, my dad gave me a loan. Um, to be able to afford it because I think it was like two, three K, which is loads of money when you're like, you know, 16. Yeah. So he gave me a loan, um, shipped all over, set up an online store, and I was the one shipping all the products out. I, I was shipping to Germany, France, wherever. Obviously, we're in the UK. Every Anyone who wanted the products, I was the one who was shipping out. Damn. Yeah. So you adapted then? Yeah. But, well, I guess so. Yeah. If you look at it that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, after I left sixth form, me, I was making money, year 11, beautiful. And then once sixth form chopped, as you said there, people are more interested in their academics, canteen, people could go outside to Tesco. Yeah. So I I, I, I I, didn't know this, by the way. At first day of sixth form, I said, great, I'm coming with a bank because all summer I wasn't making any money. So I went, cool, I, school is back, great. Went to the shop, bought loads of stock. I said, I'm ready. Came there, I'm like, do you want to buy it? Everyone's like, no, I'm going Tesco. No, I'm going Tesco. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it was such a big shock. I had to end up eating all that chocolate by myself. Oh, my God. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or give it away for free. Yeah, it was yeah. that peak. Not a single person wanted it. Yeah, it was peak, oh man. Gosh. So it was a big shock for me. I didn't adapt, basically. I didn't adapt well. I eventually, afterwards, I did, but at that period of time, I was like, yeah, I was heartbroken, man. Yeah, it's such a big <laughs> transition. Yeah, it's a big transition. Because the money comes nice, the money comes consistent, yeah. and it's cash. Like, it's, it's ah, man. It's not like money now. Like, no regulation, no this, the, that. Like, it was just... You know what I mean? No paperwork, yeah. no nothing. You just got your cash money, man. Like it's beautiful, man. You walk into school in the morning, bags heavy, leave, pocket full of change. Ah oh, man. <laughs> Memories, man. Memories. Ah oh, man. But like um since, since like like what's it called? Um onto like because you talk a lot about like saving and budgeting and stuff like that. And was it who who got you into that? Like that to do that saving and stuff like that. Um, because didn't you do something where you started um uh, putting five pounds every single week into your bank account? Yeah, so uh, started, when did you start that? Who started helped you start that? That, that was I, I say my dad was very instrumental with that. So at 16, I started uh, my first job, I worked at McDonald's for a year. So when I was at McDonald's, right, I was getting mm. minimum wage. I think I got, if I remember correctly, I was on £4.35 an hour, right? Which £4.35? Exactly. Sounds horrendous. And it was low at the time, but I was like, it's the only job I could get. So I'm just going to take it. And I was, I felt like slave labour, I can't lie to you. I was working so many hours for like no money. But cool, I was on for about 35 an hour. And my dad was like, okay, cool. You're working weekends, you're at McDonald's, whatever. Even though you're not getting tons of money, you need to figure out and start putting away money. So he was like, put away a small amount, like maybe like five pounds every week. So that's what I did. I set up a standing order of five pounds to leave my account and go to my savings account. I didn't have online banking for, so I could just go and build up. So obviously 20 pounds a month would go away, which isn't a lot of money. Um, but for me, 
that was like okay cool I can manage that and not feel like I've lost any money or not like not feel like oh I need to take that money back out and spend it it's 20 pounds a month I can do that so that's kind of how that started my first job and it's just been going ever since uh, when was that uh that was about eight years ago now so I'm 23 yeah Whoa. eight years ago now that is still up and running so every Friday five pounds still leaves my account I haven't cancelled a standing order but it's yeah. still there um but obviously on top of that I save extra but you know that that's just the baseline so yeah. when I was 16 it helped me to put away loads of money when it came to like my birthday and I have to figure out oh I've got no money I could be like oh my savings I could treat myself now I can dip yeah. into here for my birthday I can do whatever I just had savings that I could dip into yeah 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 and I bet that created like stupidly amazing habits for you like in terms of mentality and shit like that like just to know that that five pounds going all the time because most people that at that age like you know how it is people just waste all the money in their account they just yeah. waste it you get me like that must have done something to your mentality differently. You might. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. No, it most definitely did. And I know in sixth form, all my friends said that I was a rich one. A hundred percent. And I'm thinking, guys, I'm on the minimum of wages at McDonald's, but they saw me as a rich one, not because I was earning the most money, because I definitely was not by far, but because I was the smartest with my money. So like I was one who always had, my parents instilled it in me. My, my dad even said it to me yesterday, we spoke on the phone. Um, he, he always just says, you know, have some sort of cash on you. And I was a girl at 16, he always had like 20 pounds on me, which, you know, in this day and age, it's not a lot of money. But at 16, like I always had 20 pound note on me. If anything went wrong or if I needed mm. money, I had 20 pounds on me, which is tons at 16. You know, 16, 17, yeah. that's a lot of money. And mm-hmm. it was every time, if, if I spent that note, if I spent five pounds of the 20 pounds, I would go to the cash point, withdraw another 20 and just keep that 20 in my purse. Mm-hmm. But that was just a habit that I had because my dad always says to me, you know, everything is digital and online now, but there are just the select things, certain shops and certain places where it's cash only, cash mm-hmm. is king. So it's really important to keep cash on you. And that, like it's those little habits that my dad taught me from young that I still implement to this day. I still try and make sure I have a note on me. Uh, yeah. See that standing order still standing. There's certain things that my dad just put into me. That's just part of me now. Yeah, even even what you just said there, that's valuable advice. And like you said there, when you're 16, it's 20 pounds. But maybe when you're now, it should be maybe 100 pounds or more. I think yeah. that's more because I do that as well. Like you always just got, ha- like you said, you never know what's going to happen. So you always got to have just some cash there with you because, yeah, you just like you said, just never know what's going to happen. Exactly. Like seriously. Well, you know, you said something about, oh, uh, your friends always said that you was the rich one. Like, is that how it's all? Is it still like that now? Is that how, like, you, Did you get that kind of treatment? Like, oh you're the one who has to pay for that, this, or you just like, you, or what? Do you know what I'm trying to say? No, I get what you're trying to say. I think yeah. in form, I definitely was viewed as a rich one. Uh. Um, it it hasn't like changed to say like, oh yeah, Kia's going to pay for this because she's the one who can afford it. It was never that, but it was always like, it was very rare. Like, you know, like for friends' birthdays, like, oh, I'm going here. I'd be like, okay, cool. That the, the money was never an issue because I'm just like, I know I've got savings or I know I'm smart with my money. Where some of my friends might be like, oh, I can't come today or I can't do this, I can't afford it. I was never the one. And even now, I think it's just not in a bad way, but I think it's gotten worse. I think all my friends know, like, it's fine. Like, oh, Kia, you know, we want to go on a staycation here and it's how much it is. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, it's yeah. not really an issue for me. And it's yeah, not yeah. that I'm making way more than all my friends. I think mm-hmm. it's just that I've always been smart with my money. So if, yeah. if my friend wants, if my friend tells me tomorrow, oh, it's my birthday in two months and I want to go to Jamaica, I'm like, okay, cool. Tell me how much it is. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And that's not that's not me saying that I can afford 5k for a luxury hotel and this is that. I'm yeah. just saying if you want to go, I can make it happen because yeah, I'm yeah. So that's yeah. it. Nah, that's that's serious. That's serious, man. That's serious. 
flipping like after um talk to me about like so what did you do for sixth form by the way um what do you mean what do i study yeah yeah what do you study so as i studied chemistry biology economics and french and i dropped <laughs> chemistry so i did biology economics and french at 82 and then what made you pick uh to do a french degree so i what's your full degree sorry i did french and business french I, and I, business cool yeah yeah and so in a2 i really enjoyed biology so to actually to give you some background i had three personal statements before i settled on french right so mm. i initiated a personal statement for dentistry so i was going to mm-hmm. go down the biology route then i then i had one for biology mm-hmm. and then i had one for french and the reason being is I really enjoyed economics, by the way. I think that was probably my favourite subject. I love economics, man. I, I, I adore it. it. It was challenging because pretty much my whole class, bar me, because I came from another school, mm. did it at um, GCSE. I didn't. So I had to learn GCSE content whilst learning, you know, A-level content at the same time. Mm. But I loved it. I really loved it. Um, but I also enjoyed biology. Mm. So I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say I enjoyed it. I think I was, I've always been good at languages. Even from secondary school, I've always been good at languages. Mm. So it was okay. I was good at it. So when it came to like the personal statement, in my sixth form, because it's very, very intense, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So my teacher told me, do dentistry. And then they said, oh, actually, do biology. So that's where I went. And then and then it was, I think I was speaking to um, my language teachers and the head teacher came to me and said, I think you should apply for French. Mm. And I was like, okay. Like, he's the type of head teacher you don't really say no to. I was kind of like... <laughs> Do you know what? I don't know what I want to do. So, okay, I'll do French. Um, and then it came out like, I obviously, like, I was good at French, cool. Um, and I really, like I said, I didn't want to let go of the economics element, but not many universities allow you to do economics in French. Yeah. Um, not, not anyone's I was looking at anyway. So I had to like, compromise the business side of it. So I had to do business in French. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of how my degree was put together. But, you know, when, when a teacher comes and says, I think you should do French, I said, okay, sir, I'm going to go do a <laughs> statement. I hear you. That was that. <laughs> That's crazy. What? So what? Over dentistry and like biology and stuff like that. And I bet that's one of those schools where like they pride themselves on having med students and dentistry students and stuff like that. Hey, I would like it's, to say, I yeah. guarantee you know my sixth form. Like my sixth form is in the news every single year. What, you want to say? I can say it. Oh, what sixth form then? I went to Brampton Manor Academy. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. that one. Oh, yeah, oh, 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 lit. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, and when, when that one there, where like they have like a bunch of A star, everything, yeah, like, yeah, yeah like everyone's got to Cambridge and Oxford. That was my, that was my sixth form, and that was you know, all, all my friends around me, everyone's doing those kind of things. So, obviously, bearing in mind as well, when I factor in the environment, most people were applying for those kind of degrees. So, I was thinking, oh, I don't know what I should do. Uh-huh. I'm talking to my friend who's applying for medicine, and he's like, Yeah, I'm applying for medicine, blah blah. This, that. Mm. Maybe I should do dentistry, maybe I should. And then there's kind of, oh, maybe I should do biology in general. And I like, had to figure out what I want to do afterwards and just kind of like niche down afterwards. But it's just because when you're in that environment, everyone's aiming high. Mm-hmm. And obviously French is still aiming high, but it's just, I, I think I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was, I was open to being influenced by everyone because I had no idea what I wanted to do at uh, like 17. You know, at 17, you have to make such big life decisions mm. for yourself. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah, if someone yeah. says I'm good at something, I'd be like, okay, I'll do that then. I didn't know. <laughs> And now that you've graduated, and congratulations on graduating, Thank by the you. way. Um, like, 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 how, how was it? Like, how was his degree? Like, are you happy that the head teacher said that to you, or would you rather? Um, right. Okay. So when mm. it comes to uni, um, if I had my time again, I would do a different degree. Mm. I think that's what I would say. I think 
Um, at the time, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I think it was okay for not knowing what I wanted to do. But I think I think it was second year. I, I knew that the, the degree wasn't for me anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, like it's like sunk cost. Like, I've really invested some time into this now, so I'm going to see it to the end. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm going to see it through. But I, I knew that it wasn't for me. I think if I had my time again, I'd definitely do computer science or something along those lines, something more mm. tech-based. Um, but the degree itself, it was a four-year degree. I had to do it in five years because I had uh, I got into an accident in the final year. So mm-hmm. I delayed me a year. But it was challenging degree so to give you context french and business is as you can imagine half of it's french like learning mm-hmm. french the other half is business Parlez-vous couramment le français? <laughs> we're not doing this right now uh, <laughs> no, i asked you are you fluent in french i know what you said i'm, oh, just okay. saying, I'm not speaking back oh you're not speaking re- okay I'm sorry not speaking back in french, but yes yeah well i'm, I'm fluent enough yeah yeah uh, um yeah but, so half of it's french half is business <laughs> um but then on my degree every year i had one module which is a mix of the two so i'll be learning business in french uh, and that was the challenging part you know you're learning new content in a foreign language yeah so i have to understand what they're saying yeah, and also yeah, taking the content so that was a bit challenging but um yeah overall it was good am i happy that i'm done hell yeah i'm happy <laughs> to be finished and close that chapter um but it was an experience for sure yeah 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 so going on to when you said oh you'd rather doing computer science and is 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 that what you're kind of looking at now then is that what you you're, you're interested in now because i see you do you got coding and no or you do digital marketing i don't know what you do now um, yeah so so hmm. i i feel like i'm i'm just an open book so right now hmm. i am learning ux ui design um say that again sorry right now i'm learning ux ui design oh, okay okay that's what i'm learning at the moment um so I'm, I'm just pretty open I, i've always been interested in tech and during lockdown like most people you know most people probably took their hands to some sort of skill whether it was baking like learning coding because why not uh, that was challenging but I found it interesting so that, that's why I say I feel like if I had my time again mm. and I knew what I wanted to do I would go down that route but obviously me at 17, 18 didn't know what she wanted to do didn't want to do yeah. you know that that was yeah. a good enough choice but if yeah. now knowing everything that I know I probably would go back and do that that's what I would have mm. done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's. are you, work, are you work, uh, learning that uh, self-taught or no of... so I'm doing that through a boot camp called Love Circular so they basically if you know absolutely nothing with regards to tech, you don't have any kind of experience, you can go through their 13-week boot camp and basically come out with all the skills that you need to be a junior UX UI designer. So that's what I'm going through now. I'm in week 11, I think. So I'm almost done. How's 10. it going? So, yeah, no, it's going pretty well. Um, it's very intense. Not in yeah. a bad way. But yeah. we do four hours a week because, obviously, as you can imagine, 13 weeks to get you from nothing to, yes, I can go ahead and apply for jobs. Mm. It's got to be very intense for you to do that. And there's a lot of, obviously, work you have to do yourself. Um, but it's really good meeting new people and learning new skills. I love it. Is it in person or online? It's online, obviously. You know, this COVID lifestyle that we're in, yeah. it's online. Um, so it's two hours on the Tuesday, two hours on the Thursday. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's good. I mean, it, even though it's remote, I still speak to everyone that I'm on the boot camp with. Everyone's mm-hmm. really cool, really nice. We do a lot of group work. So it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. But that's the beauty of like internet and stuff like that, where like, yeah, cool. You did make, like you said, if you went back, obviously, hypothetically, you would have done something else, but that doesn't stop you from doing what you want to do now. Like, exactly. And and I feel like I feel like people shouldn't feel too pressured. Like when it comes to the uni, like just really and truly, just like you said, just pick a degree. Like it's not that deep. Like you do something, and then you were too young, man. We're still in our early twenties. That like if that's not what you like, then just do something else. Like it's not it's not too deep. And like the the the, the way you got these courses, I'm assuming that Love Circular, something where like um um. The, the qualification that you're going to get after it is recognised amongst um, certain jobs, I'm assuming. 
yeah, so, so it, it's not like officially, officially like recognized, you know, at some of these places, mm. not like that. But a lot of these um, big companies like Google and stuff do recognize it as okay, cool, you've done this boot camp, yes, you've got the skills. Obviously, mm-hmm. through interviews, you know, you have to prove you have to do certain things like normal mm-hmm. interviews. But mm-hmm. yeah, a, a lot of people who have gone through Love Circus have got jobs in, like I said, like Google, Spotify, mm-hmm. all these places. So mm-hmm. it kind of goes to show that you can just do it. And I always tell people, because like I'm 23, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm still pretty young. And I'm very open to trying everything. Next year, I might decide I want to do this. I want something else. But I'm young. And I just say, if I decide I want to add something else to what I'm doing or switch up everything, I can. Because I'm only in my very early 20s. So why not? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That... I don't even think that comes from a um, uh, oh I'm young sort of thing. It's that's a mentality. That's a mentality because for me, for me personally, anyway, I'm, I'm I'm on the same vibe where like if I wake up tomorrow and say I want to be an astronaut, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm mm. just gonna do it. Like I don't really think too hard about it. Um, other people they like thinking too hard about it. And uh, the reason why I say it comes from more mentality than age because trust me, even if I had a wife and kids, if I wake up and I say I want to be an astronaut, I will just do it. Like it's yeah. not that that deep for me, and that's why I say it comes from a a, a mentality. Because one thing, and I bet this is, I bet you got this a lot. Like I bet people are always like, "Yo, Kia, how'd you do so much? Yeah. How'd you do so much? Like, yeah, yeah duh, duh, duh. I bet you get it all the time." And I don't think it's a how you do so much. It's just when you want to do something, you just do it. Like you don't think too hard about it. Other people, it's oh, if I do this, then that, then that, then then it's just like. Just want to do it. Just do it. It doesn't matter if it's shit. It doesn't matter if it's good. It doesn't matter if it's going to pay off. Like you said when there, when you were 17, when a head teacher said, oh, yeah, do this. You said, oh, I'm going to do it. Like, that's it. Like, and like, yeah, maybe you look back now, like, whatever. But you choose something else. Like, not, it's not really that deep. Like, people think too hard, man, these days. It's a bit annoying. No, I, I yeah. agree. I completely agree. And I think yeah. well, it, it comes to just, yeah, if, as you say, like, everyone's got time for whatever they want to make time for. So, like, I, I have people who say, oh, my gosh, I don't have time for anything. And I'm like... I have a busy schedule, <laughs> but I've managed to fit in this boot camp. I fit in seeing friends. I fit in doing all the content that's great. I fit in doing everything. And if I decide tomorrow that I want to start up a handbag business alongside everything else I'm doing, I will fit that in as well because it's what I want to do. Uh, do so, you outsource? Do I outsource? Um, mm. So with my platform, Pennies of Pounds, I do have some people who help me um, do various things, but a lot, not a lot of it, but the, there are still a lot of things that I kind of still hold on to, I'd say. I still yeah. work on yeah they, they do things that you don't want to do basically um no they, or time consuming they, they do things that i'm comfortable outsourcing so like for example mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think of one for example like we have um, some content on the website right that i have articles written on the website i don't write those anymore because a i don't have time for it and b it's just not my strong suit mm-hmm. so i outsource that and there's, there's certain things that i'm just like you know what i can outsource this Mm-hmm. And for someone who can do it to the same level, same time as me or better, so why not just get someone else to do it? Mm-hmm. Like but then there's other stuff like when it comes to like creating reels, for example, it's my face on everything. Not saying it can't be someone else's face, but I feel like that's something where I'm very particular how I like to create my content. But mm-hmm. that's something I will still do myself. How did you go about with the um, outsourcing the articles? How did you even like go about that process? I'm assuming at the beginning you was doing them yourself. And then how did you go about hiring someone? Did you say, look, I, I do like this, this, this. I want it like this or free, um, what's it called? Uh, do do your thing, free freehand. Kind of Very thing. good question. So initially finding people wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. I just put out a tweet and obviously I've got a decent sized following. So I had, I expected about 20 people to be interested. So I, I put my email just there, right? And mm-hmm. I, in a day I got something like 120 emails <laughs> interested. And I was like, 
I don't know how I filter through this. So I literally went through every single email with a notepad mm. and I wrote down everyone's names. And I went through everyone. Um, and obviously some people are like, yeah, yeah, you're good because of this. Or like, I can't remember what it was now, but I had criteria I'm looking for, right? Mm. And I narrowed it down to about 10 people. And in those 10 people, um, I pretty much asked them to either show what they've done or write an example mm. up. Or, so I'm not saying write a thousand words, mm-hmm. like 150 words, kind of something that you're interested in or what you write. And then from there, I narrowed it down to three people that I wanted for the website. And then from there, I gave everyone like a month's trial. Mm. So like, write some articles, send them over to me. I'm going to kind of read and assess. Obviously, no one's going to... You said write, write a course? Write articles, sorry. Write articles. Oh, write articles. Did um, you tell them what to write or they could write anything? So I, what, what I do is I have, I have like a list of topics. So I'm like, okay, I want this covered, this covered, this covered. Mm. Write, like interpret it how you want, which songs you covered at this topic. And then from there, you know, they send me their articles. I kind of read through it, give them any points. like, oh, actually, can we simplify this that way? Or can we lay out this way? Um, and then, yeah, that's, that's how it is. So now, now my writers are absolutely amazing. I don't need to kind of check them. Obviously, I read through the articles before they go live. Mm. But th- there isn't anything where I'm just like, oh, this is completely wrong. Or this is terrible. We're not doing this. Yeah. Everyone's great. Yeah. I asked that because I mean, because I've got the, I was checking out your, you got, it's a newsletter, right? Yeah. I love everything. Yeah. I've got a, my own newsletter as well. And, um, I do the same thing and it's like, I'm in a process. Sorry? Amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, It's Black Bezos Daily, just a newsletter. Um, And I'm in a process of thinking like, okay, look, I've got other things now. I want to maybe at least out, because I do it daily. Every mm-hmm. single day That's I write one newsletter. Yeah, I know it is. I'm, I'm making my life difficult for no reason. But um, <laughs> I, I I do them daily and it's like, oh, all right, cool. I've got loads of other things on site. I'm in a process like, cool. I want to maybe outsource it. But then I'm just like, oh, like, just, just, I don't feel like people could just do it like how I do it. Do you get me? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like for your own sanity, mm. you you kind of have to because obviously yeah. our, our newsletter is only, only weekly, so that's only four a month, right? Yeah. And even that is a lot. I was doing it myself, it and yeah. the, there were some weeks where I just wouldn't do it because life's got on top of me. I've forgotten yep. it, or I haven't yep. got time. Yep. Um, so yours daily, is, I think it just makes life easier, and that's something I've had to learn in twenty twenty one. Um, being open to have more people on my team because I, I used to be like you I used to be very much precious like I do it a certain way no one's going to understand my vision um, but it's just learning how to communicate your vision mm. and find the right people because in the process of finding writers I came across a few people who I thought yep you're brilliant and then they weren't they either weren't delivering on time or what they delivered was kind of like okay this isn't what I'm looking for I just just let them go so obviously yeah. you might have to go through that process of finding people and letting people go and you know until you find the right people but once you do it'll make it like 10 times a year. Like I have people who literally take stuff off my plate. So I'm not stressed. I, that, that's what allows me to be able to do, you know, me learning UX UI. It allows me to do other stuff that I want to do because I'm not having to do some of the other tasks that I was doing previously. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what to call it was um, the way, so what are the main things that you're like um, involved in? You got pennies to pound and what else? Yeah, I've got pennies to pounds. Um, I've got my agency blueprint, which is, it basically manages talent so people who are in this space personal finance and property um so we manage them and we also work with brands within that space as well um so that's been um a cool transition but you know a lot to learn but it's been really interesting and obviously learning ux ui and i'm probably adding a few more bits to my roster next year yeah that's still in the pipeline but yeah those are the main things do, at the moment the only reason i ask is i wanted to know so what would you do when you was at university would you would you still uh would you, would you, you do pennies to pound right do you know what? Mm. This is the, the funniest one because at university, I feel like my entrepreneurial spirit just died. Ah. 
like I didn't do any. I, I remember having like a really in first year. I remember I, I'm literally flashing back. So let's go head. back. Sorry, let's yeah, let's go back to sixth form. So sixth yeah, form it was um the 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 hair, the, the, the hair products. Yep. Yeah, year twelve hair products. Yep. And year thirteen. Yep. Then what happened after that? So after that, I kind of I saw everything before I went to uni, and I was thinking, really, can I do it from uni? I went to I was in Coventry. I was like, can I really do it from Coventry? Does it really make sense? I said no, so I just kind of just left that there anyway. And um, the the companies decided to expand into into Europe. I was like, okay, cool, I can let that, that one go. That's absolutely fine. Um, so when I got to uni, I was I was almost thinking like, what's the next what's the next step? You know, what I mean, I, every every milestone I've moved on to a new business idea. Got to first year. Um, I spent the first couple of months obviously enjoying myself, getting used to not being at home, not being around family. And then I kind of just lost it. I mean, I got jobs in uni, you know, I worked part-time at Sainsbury's, I worked in different places, I worked part-time at View Cinema. Um, but I just lost the entrepreneurial spirit. And I remember being in my room, I can see it now in my head, I remember being in my room and being on the phone to my dad and saying, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't, mm. this is the first time since I was like nine that I haven't had any kind of business idea or I haven't had any kind of drive to do something and make my, my own money outside of having a job and I just don't know what I'm doing and obviously my, my dad was like you'll come to you you know you always be like this and if I'm honest with you it didn't come to me I didn't have any kind of business in uni and pennies to pounds technically started in my final year remember I told you I had to do next year because of my injury mm-hmm. um oh, sorry I was a theory yeah, yeah. I, I had to do next year because of my injury um, but yeah, Penny Sounds technically started in my final year, but I was really home. So it was, I, I wouldn't initially say it started in uni because I was at home. I wasn't living away anymore. Um, but yeah, like throughout uni, I didn't have any, any kind of business. I was just literally working throughout uni. That was me. Oh, wow. How, how, that sounded like it affected your mental kind of. Yeah, it did. Because it just was, I felt like I wasn't me. And even some of my friends yeah. was kind of like, what's the next plan key? And I didn't have a plan. I didn't have an answer. I couldn't tell them. And I, I think it was a number of things. It was, Moving away from home, not, uh-huh. not not necessarily being homesick, but you know, just having transition away from being at home. Um, this new degree, I didn't know anyone in my university, and I did it purposely because I like to. Whenever I'm, I move into a next stage, like my secondary school. When I went to my sixth form, no one from my secondary school went to my sixth form. I did the same thing again with uni. I did that to force myself to meet new people. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, I'm meeting new people now. I'm having to get the hang of living. With, with other people and people's different hygiene standards and stuff. It was a whole load of things I'm having to learn that I feel like starting a business wasn't really at the forefront. Actually, no, I'll tell a lie. Sorry, i tell a lie. Mm. In final year was when I got my entrepreneurial drive. Final year, I decided I really loved hair. Obviously, as you know, I did natural hair in mm-hmm. sixth form. So that's when I started um, dying hair for people. I was doing it for myself. And then um, I remember there was one time I was out with my friends and someone... A big influencer has spotted my hair. She came up to me. I remember her saying, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, who did your hair for you?" I said, "Me." And she's like, "Can you do my hair?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." Just dropped me a DM. She did, and she did it. And because she had she had not followers, I didn't have any kind of page or anything. I did it for myself. She said, "Make a page ASAP." So I'm gonna tag you, and she tagged me. And then from then, I just had an influx of customers. And then I was like, "Damn, like this Mad. is my business now." <laughs> but how it. many years passed since since um? You, you touched uni in first year. Was that four years then I've passed to, to, until you... That, that, that was about three years in. So, like, in my, in my uh. third year, that's that's when that kind of all came came to be. But, again, that was all accidental. It wasn't uh. kind of, it wasn't like I sat down and said, yep, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. This, this girl just happened to see me, liked my hair, I did, did her hair, and then it went from there. If, if I never went out that day, I probably would have never started that business. Mm. So, it was all just, you know, a sequence of events that happened to fall in place. Mm. I mean, your dad was right again when he said he would come to you still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that was right still. And I'm, and I'm, at least it didn't sound, uh, even though you said, yeah, you didn't feel like you're, yourself, at least you didn't like, you didn't, it didn't sound like you went mad. Like you just, no, no, no. you still, you sound like you was patient. Yeah, I, I was definitely very mm. patient. I was making um, enough money working part time. Mm. Um, and I, I, I think at one point I just accepted, you know what? It's a uni experience. I'm never going to have it again. Let me just live in the moment. You know what I mean? Like if I can't think of a business idea, that's okay. <laughs> I'll just live in the moment and enjoy uni. And I'm glad I did that because I really did live it. I can enjoy everything while I was in it. Fam, what you touched on there is something that like people, like I try to teach people and it's difficult to teach people that like, it's not every day, like you got to have a business. Sometimes yeah. you actually need to go through, I feel, I feel, I feel, I think that, um, I don't know if you believe in God or what, but yeah. I think it was very important that you had to go through that period of just having a normal job since you've been doing entrepreneurship since you was nine, you know, um, that's all you was doing. Cause like it teaches you a lot. And like, and just patience and stuff like that. Like some people, it's just every day, side income, this, I want to learn a business, this, that. They, they, they don't want to humble themselves and just get just a job. And sometimes you just got to be patient. However long that might be. One, two, three, four, five, 10, 15 years. Colonel Samuels, he, sat, he started KFC when he was like 70 years old. Like it's not every day. It's true. And, and I feel like working a job taught me a lot because obviously now I've got people who obviously, you know, take the load off me and work mm. for me essentially. But I feel like it, you're not. It's hard to be a good, um, you know, employer, whatever you want to call yourself, right? If you haven't been an employee. Yes. So I, I did savor that that time where you know, obviously, from sixteen to twenty one, twenty two ish, um, I'd always worked part time, but I'd always worked, and because I'd done that and gone through an array of managers, some who were amazing, some who were really terrible, I got to learn how to be a good employee and what I would and wouldn't do if I was ever in a managerial role. Mm. So I, I feel like that was a valuable lesson. I didn't even know I was learning by just going to work and you know doing what I need to do. So now I'm in a space where now I can bring people on, I can tell people what to do, and can you help me do this and blah, blah. I know how I want to be mm-hmm. and in what I expect from people as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%, 100%. Um, when you did... when. It, when you did your whole like um tweets and threads and obviously pennies to pound started blowing up um it would, did you ever have the thought of being like a financial advisor or something okay so when everything started blowing up right so like i said i had no followers i had yeah. like 800 followers b- before i did that thread on yeah. twitter oh, it's siri sorry <laughs> no stress no stress um but yeah i had, I had like keep it natural before i started yeah. the thread did the thread uh-huh. i got to like 5k overnight and i was like oh my gosh people actually what in so what sort of time frame yeah, like literally 24 hours later, I was on 5K followers. What? So, so, so what happened? Like, did you release like the whole thing in like one day and he just woke up and just like, it went crazy? So what had happened is I wrote the thread. I remember writing it. I was on my way to work. Um, at the time I worked at Apple. So I was on the train to Apple and wrote the thread. And I remember I posted it in our meeting. You know, like, well, some places have like, before work, you have like a, a meeting to catch you up on stuff. So I was in mm. that meeting, right? And I clicked, I remember clicking hit and post. I put my phone away because we couldn't have our phone while we were at work. So I wasn't on my phone. And then four hours later, I came to my phone and my phone is just like bugging out. I've never seen so many notifications from Twitter. Like, What's going on? I open up the app and I'm just like, I'm seeing, I, I think I saw something like the, the little bubble said like 50 DMs, how many reaches. I said, what is going like, I, to the point where I genuinely forgot. I said, what did I tweet? Did, like, did someone explain <laughs> about something? I said, what's happened? I bet you did, you, did you ever think like, yo, maybe I said something bad today? Yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> what, what has happened? Because I forgot I tweeted that thread. Uh, I said, what the hell has, has someone tagged me in something that's gone right? I said, what's, what's happened? I opened it up. I realized it's the thread. 
Um, and at the time I had like, I think some like 2K retweets and like maybe like, I don't remember, like 10K likes at the time or something like that, or 8K likes. Whoa. And I was like, that's from me who gets like maybe three likes on, on her tweets, right? Yeah, and that's you're getting insane. gassed over free, yeah. You know what I mean? And then I've got like 50 DMs, how many in requests and people. I'm like, what is going on? So then from there, obviously, I'm just like, answering everyone, just getting a hang of it. I remember going back to, to my friends you know, at work and telling them, guys, I'm blown up on Twitter. They're like, no, 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 no one believed me. I showed him my phone. I said I can barely move my phone. Like, this is non-stop. I, said, I said, guys, I'm blowing up on Twitter. They're like, no way. Like, blah. I said, bro, I don't know what's going on. So, so now, like, the next days come. My friends are now seeing it themselves on Twitter. Like, you know, you've gone viral. My friends are telling me your tweet. I said, bro, you guys were lying yesterday. I'm telling you, my phone's gone. Yeah. So obviously, from there, cool, cool. Um, you know, things just kept taking off, and then there was a lot of chatter like, "Kia, just go and just become a financial advisor," blah blah. And initially, like I said, I was someone as as I kind of explained my sixth form. When I'm not too sure what I want to do, I'm not in a bad way, but like I'm open to the influence of other people. So people were saying, "Yeah, become a financial advisor, just go and you know go and study for it," and blah blah. I was like, "Okay, cool, maybe I should, maybe you're right." I don't know. So I, I was looking into it, looking into it. Uh, obviously, whilst I'm still blowing up on socials as well, looking into it, and then it came to a point where I just realized I don't think that's the route I want to go down. Mm. Um, for a number of reasons, but I think just for me, it's I like educating the masses. I think mm. financial advisors is great, and financial advisors are amazing. If you can get one, definitely get one to help you with finances. But for me, one on one, I think is just not a space that I want to be in. I like educating people in mass like i don't mind obviously answering questions one-to-one from certain people but actually doing sessions and that's my my source of income doing mm-hmm. one-to-ones i don't think that was me and i think i came to that conclusion um and obviously there, there, there's all some restrictions on what you can and can't say when you're a financial advisor mm-hmm. um i didn't want those restrictions i want to be very unbiased i want to be able to say what i want obviously within reason not telling people to go and invest in stuff that's you know whatever but mm-hmm. i mean like within reason i want to be the freedom to say what i wanted to say and i came to that conclusion that maybe that space isn't for me Mm-hmm. so yeah 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 how did you even start getting like all these like i'm wondering like did they contact you like bbc wake up to money tesco plum apple <laughs> Huff Post, radio five live one extra monzo <laughs> bbc cosmopolitan <laughs> guardian daily express klarna oh gq like how does that even happen man because i want some of that you know man none of these guys are contacting me and i'm out here you know i'm putting good good content you, are putting you know good work yeah I'm putting good are. work man um, okay, so obviously you listed a lot of people there, but to give you some of the key ones, BBC reached out to me a month after my tweet went viral. Um, In your DMs or email? Uh, someone DM'd me, I believe, on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, if I recall correctly, to come on radio. And this was pre-COVID time, so this is when I went down to the studio. I remember they got me a cab at like five in the morning. I'm here like, oh my gosh, I'm actually in the BBC studios. Like I'm sitting there about to go live on air. And I went live with it. And then I think a week after that, I went with one extra, did like a, a finance exclusive with them, like a finance segment, which is really cool. So this is like a month in, by the way. I haven't even decided wow. what I want to do. Just, 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 just one week later, that. And then next week later, one extra. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I was like, I haven't even decided if this is what I want to do. Like, this is uh. what I want to be. But cool, I'm, I'm going to ride this wave. Um, so this was like November slash December 2019. We get to 2020 now. And in January... Um, out of no, uh, someone that followed me basically added Monzo and said like, "Oh yeah, like check out Kia, she's sick." They followed me, and then they they DM me, sending they want to send me something. They sent me goodies in the post, which was like, they see my vision board that I put up, mm. and they were on my vision board. I covered it up, but they were on my vision board to work with in 2020, right? 
Wow. Um, so they, they, they basically sent me out a, a huge board with loads of different stuff, pens and stuff to create another vision board um, for free, obviously, like a, like a little gift. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And like two weeks after I received that, they messaged me and said, we want to work with you. Can you create some threads for us? Mm. Um, so I started working with Monzo. They, they were my first ever brand that I worked with. That was in January, February 2020. They paid you for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you even figure out what you wanted to get paid at that time? Was um, that the first time that you got like paid from a brand? Yeah, yeah. My, my mm. first ever paid paid partnership. That was my first ever one. I had no clue what... Because I bet you was like, like, what the hell? Like, I bet they asked you like, how much do you want, didn't it? Yep. And I yeah. said, I don't know. <laughs> How much I want? How much you want to mad. Me? Yeah, and, and like obviously, obviously now I'm completely. This is you know now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know exactly how to do it now. But at the time, I'm just like, it, it would have been easy if they came to me with a fee. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you just say, oh yes or no. But because they said, how much do you charge? I'm like, babe, I've been in the space for like two months. Like I don't know how much I charge. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just have to figure out from some of my friends. Um, but cool, yeah, cool, did that. Um, and then from there, yeah, just I, you know, obviously. As I kept growing the brand, you know, pennies pounds and everything, more brands were coming to me because people were following me. Um, and that, that's just how that happened. You mentioned GQ. So GQ was September this year, so September 2021. And that was a surprise, number one. Mm. Um, because GQ is something mean? I hear about in the news all the time. You know, like, oh, yeah. this GQ. So when I got my inbox GQ, I said, what the hell? <laughs> me? And I found out 24 hours before GQ, you know, Mm. They told me 24 hours before. So basically, I got invited by another brand because um, they had a table there. So, Kiwi, we want you to come to GQ, come to GQ. And apparently, my invite was meant to be sent to me like two weeks before. Mm. What brand was that, by the way, if you, if you don't mind? Um, so, I have done some work with Kalana. So, Kalana wanted to invite okay. me. Le- um, and they were just like, yeah. But somehow it got messed up and my invite didn't get sent. I was the only one who, did, who got mine late. I found it the day before. And I remember calling my friends and saying, I remember I was like, guys, I'm going to GQ. No one could believe it. No but like, everyone was excited yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. I, my best friend, because um, she, she basically came in the morning. She came to my house at like 9am. I said, right, we've got to find your dress. we get you this. we get you that key. You've got to look for it. Like, <laughs> 10 out of 10. But it's I had, like, GQ. I had literally like six hours to do it. Whereas like, if I had two weeks, I could have ordered something. I could have, yeah. I mean, dinner yeah. at time. So running around everywhere. Um... Then obviously, cool, I get there, meet meet them, meet everyone who I'm going in with. Yeah. And it was very surreal. So, like, you get there. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, cool, how'd you get in? Because, like, we're about to be like, oh, how'd you get in? And they're like, what do you mean? I said, oh, like, where's the door that we're going to walk into? They said, here. And I'm looking at the red carpet. I said, excuse me? Said, nah. Like, nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, yeah. we have to go down the red carpet to get in. So now, now we, we step on the red carpet. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm trying to run mm. past cameras. I'm thinking, <laughs> right? Tell Trust. me why. As we step on, Ed Sheeran steps on the same time. So cameras no! are ridiculous. I said, I can't believe this. It was insane. The navigation side. Um, so it's like the the way it was. It was in Tate Tate Modern. I think you have Tate Modern um, this year. Went in there. They've, they've got like two or three stories in there. Mm. Everything, which again, this sounds really naive of me, but this is my first ever big event. Mm. But drinks are literally on the house. If whatever you want, just pick it up and walk away. Yeah. If you want. So now I'm in there thinking, oh my gosh, like, what do you want with? Just like, here, have a drink, have a drink. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Then they kind of call you to come and sit down. We sit down. We've got like a Michelin star chef cooking for everyone. Wow. I'm literally on a table next to like Stormzy and all these people that you what? see online. 
I'm seeing them in real life. My jammer, all these big people. Like, just, what? Like, that's crazy. You know, the point where, um, and I, I think it's so funny, if any, if any of these people hear this back, I think mean, this is so hilarious. But at the point where the, they had like a red carpet inside, right? And those are lights. And I'm just chilling there taking pictures. I took a picture. You, you know, like almost to send your parents say, I was here. Look, mm. mama made it. Took one of the pictures, right? Took my dad's. And um, as I'm doing that, I'm just kind of chilling there. And someone comes to me and says, yo, can you take a picture of me, please? I'm like, yeah, cool. Took pictures of him. He's like, okay, oh, take a picture of me and my boy. His boy was Michael Dapper. I'm just <laughs> insane. I'm like, this is mad. This is so crazy. And obviously, I didn't know whether or not I should act like I know him or I don't uh. know him in it. So afterwards, they're just like, oh, yeah, these pictures are cold, blah, blah. I said, nah, I'm, saying, I'm a good photographer. What can I say? Blah, blah. Uh. I'm like, what's, what's you guys' names? I don't know if I should know that pretend then. Cool. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. wait, you asked you asked Michael Daffer what's his name? Yeah, because I, I didn't know if I should like I know him. Long. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, like he like they both said, like, oh, yeah, man, yeah, man, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Nice to meet you guys. Blah blah. I said, Yeah, yeah, thanks, blah, blah. And then yeah, we just had a convo like that, and then that was that. But I just I was just like so awestruck. And there was a point even where I was taking pictures near the bathroom, not in the bathroom. Mm. I said a nice wall there. And right there, as I'm just starting to take pictures. Stormzy walks out of the bathroom. I almost fall to the ground. But I said, Kia, composure. Composure needs to be local. Because what on earth? Like, Stormzy just walks out of the bathroom like it's nothing. I was like, that's insane. That's a joke thing, fam. Insane. It, 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 it's crazy that you're in the environment where, like, like those guys are comfortable. Because if you meet Stormzy on, 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 on the road, it's different. Security or, like, you just yeah. know what it's up. You know what's up, like. You can't yeah. do that. But, like, them man are comfortable. Like, Michael, that for a bit, like, like, if you see him on the street, he's probably hidden, but he probably he probably thought you might have been someone huge as well. Like, yeah, you didn't even know. Yeah. Everyone in there pretty much was some sort of name in some field, whether he's a fashion designer, whether he's a rapper, whether he's a presenter. Everyone was someone, right? Yeah. Um, so everyone's just kind of normal. No one's got security around them. No, no one's just none of that. Everyone's just chilling. So you can walk past people and that, that was just normal. And I was like, this is crazy. The one thing that I will say is in GQ, you weren't allowed to take pictures. Of, mm. of the celebrities so if you if, if I was with Michael Dapper for example he said yeah let's take a picture together that's fine but you can't just pull out your phone and take a picture of someone mm. that wasn't allowed right but it was just insane I think being in that space that day made me say I want to work harder because I want this to be normal for me mm. I don't want this to be like a, oh my gosh I'm fangirling I want it to be like oh yeah 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 cool see, see people like yeah, yeah I come here I come to these places often mm-hmm. that, that was the day I decided I want to work way harder than I currently am because I want mm. this to be normal for me and not just a special occasion a one-off mm-hmm. damn that, that yeah. must have been a surreal moment that's yeah yeah wow 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 what what like do you want that to be based off the pennies to a pound or just like your own brand are you now focusing more on your public on, on your personal brand I think I am yeah I think pennies to pounds is amazing mm. but I think it's got a space in a certain space mm. that makes sense. like pennies pounds is really big in the finance space and we have a lot of authority in that space and i'm very grateful for what i managed to build in two years that we we are respected by all these big outlets who want mm. to come to pennies pounds to get you know whatever cool but i think in order to be any like like in space like gq and stuff it's going to be down to me and i feel like i've got quite the personality but it's just figuring out what does my personal brand look like mm. so i think that's i'm in that kind of transitionary period where i'm figuring out what does it look like for Kia because mm-hmm. I feel like right now I told this to some people I feel like Kia is almost synonymized and you can interchange my name with Penny's Pounds mm. and I don't really want that going forward 
Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, I want it to be like, Kia is this person who mm-hmm. owns Penny's Pounds and owns mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, like, Kia Penny's Pounds, same thing. It's not mm-hmm. the same thing. So, yeah. I think that's that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at. And once I figure yeah. that out, hopefully that will help me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think first steps is, um, you said that you wanted to get that, that your Twitter name, the app. It's still got the Kia with the underscore. Yeah, so I've got Ikea underscore. That Ikea girl, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That girl. The reason why she won't go is because she, she's got one. You know one of them bots which tweets for her every day, her Zodiac uh, or something? Uh, it's so annoying. I really, yeah. The moment I can get IQ with no underscore, I will have made it. That's now all you I can, want. You should be able to get verified now, though. Yeah, I know. I've, have I tried? I tried like ages ago. I haven't tried recently. Because I believe, I don't know, you probably know more than me, but I know that you get verified once you're like on all these outlets. Like once they know that you're... you're, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's easy, like. No stress. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. It is. I, I will try again. You know, it's just not on the forefront of my, my mind. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. The verification is great. Well, mm. It doesn't really do different other than give you a blue tick. And obviously, mm. it's nice. If I get one, great. But mm. I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, on, all, I'm on all these brands and all these features regardless mm. of the blue tick. So, mm. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know your graphics and stuff. Do you outsource that or do you make that yourself? So, initially, I was doing it myself. But now yeah. I have, uh, yeah, I've outsourced it. Yeah, like, a, don't you have a passion for illustrating? Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I, I, went, I went through a, a period of just trying to figure out and learn different skills. Illustrating was one of them. My friend taught me how to illustrate, and that was yeah. that was me. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, like, that's that, that's kind of where I was doing it myself. But now, like I said, if I did that, I probably wouldn't have time to do other stuff. Yeah. have a piece of content, so I don't do that anymore. Okay. Also, you know when you say you had an award-winning podcast? Like, what was the certificate like? I won an award-winning podcast. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, no, so we won an award last year. We won a Brown Sugar Award. Yeah. Um, for the best for podcast of the year, which was surprising because wow. that category, there were some uh, like amazing podcasts that I really respect. And when I tell you, I went to that award show with um with my best friend, right? Yeah, yeah. And I went wow. there to, to say to say to her like, yeah, let's just have a good time out. Like I've been nominated. Yeah. But cool, I'm not gonna win. Yeah. And what? And like I'm sitting there, cool, cool, cool. That obviously they're reading out with nominees. I'm, I'm clapping for everyone because I'm thinking whoever wins, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> and then they said twenty to pounds, and I went up, and like to the point where I was just like, my speech was dedicated to everyone else because I had no speech. I literally told everyone on on stage that I was not expecting to win, so I have nothing prepared. I genuinely thought someone else was going to win because everyone's amazing. And I remember coming back off the stage to be with my best friend. She's super excited for me. I started crying. Like, it was, you know, all the, all the feelings being overwhelmed. I was like, I can't believe that I managed to touch enough people in 2020, in, you know, lockdown, that I was, that we got this award. So that was a really great moment. Nah, you deserve that award properly, fam. Because in you. turn, uh, what, was that UK? Was that like in the finance sort of space, UK only? Um, it was UK only. It wasn't finance. Well, it was, it was, it was, it was podcast of the year. Yeah. 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 Nah, it, it's, you, it's yeah. Podcast, yeah. All kind of podcasts. It wasn't just finance podcasts. Oh, so oh. That was great. Oh, yeah. nah, nah, nah. You killed it. You killed Thank it. You. you killed it. You killed it. Yeah. Flip it. No, hey, I'm going <laughs> to, I need to, what, what would you advise for my podcast? What do you think? I've, do you know what? I think you're the you're the boss, you know. Nah, I'm man, but you got podcast of the year. Yeah. You got podcast <laughs> of the year. I'm just a beginner, man. Like, yo. Far from no. What, hey. what, what I would say is just is just continue pushing. Obviously, and mm. um, when you have guests on, yeah. guests aren't obligated. Oh, oh, I can't speak. Guests aren't obliged to promote your podcast. Yeah, but it does definitely help, and it helps when you have certain guests who maybe are respected in their field and stuff. Um, so there'll there'll be a draw that people will come on and come and listen to your podcast. They might listen to that one episode, but then continue listen to your other ones or whatever that looks like. But just just believe in it because I I remember I, I looked at my goals right yeah. for. 
2020. So I wrote down goals at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. And my goal for the end of 2020 was to have 10,000 streams on the podcast. That was mm. my goal. I, I found my notes. And at the end of 2020, I believe we ended it on something like 120,000 streams. Whoa. Exactly. Exactly. And that, I did not expect that at all. That My goal was 10,000. I wrote that January 1st, 2020. That's what I thought we'd get. At the end of 2020, 10,000. We ended we end up getting 120,000. So that was crazy. Whoa. What yeah. um podcast platform are you using to host? Um, I use Buzzsprout, personally. Okay, okay. Lit. That's lit, man. Yeah. That's lit. Yeah, no way. Yo, nah, you're giving me a beast, man. You're giving me a beast, man. I'm telling you, just, just believe mm. in yourself. That's like, I, I believe, like, man. Like I, said, mm. I, I just thought, you know what? It's mm. a finance podcast. It's yeah. a very niche thing. I don't yeah. know if people are going to be interested in it. But cool. I like doing it. So yeah. let's just do it. Yeah, but yeah, there, yeah. there's a growing number of people who like finance podcasts. So just mm. keep going. And people, I've really seen your podcast mentioned. I will say that now. I've seen it mentioned on Twitter mm. a number, a handful of times. So you're, you're mm. doing something right. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> love, love, love. Uh, not until I get podcasted, at least a nomination, bro. Yeah. <laughs> then, then then, I'll say I'm decent and right. When I get a nomination, then I'll it's say I'm coming. decent and right. It's, it's coming. coming, it's coming, it's coming. Lit, man, that's lit. Oh, talking on Twitter, man, I always see you talking about pyramid schemes, man, and shit. Oh, uh, you know, it's not, even, it's not even always. It's just of late, uh, um, I've had two people in my circle who have gotten themselves entangled in pyramid schemes um one of them i kind of un- i kind of know what one he's in the other one my other friend so she's closer to me mm. i don't know what she's in but she's currently trying to get me into it and obviously i'm not going to go into it this this is not even up for discussion mm. but it's just the reason you've been seeing me tweet about it is because i'm i'm almost like i educate about pyramid schemes right that's mm-hmm. part of my platform it's on there there's articles everything that i've written she's been following my platform from day one she's part of this and i understand once you're in it you believe what you're in so yeah. i get that but my my whole thing is I don't know how to tell her that I'm not interested. She can do what she wants. You know what yeah. I mean? Everyone's adults. If you want to go down that route, do do whatever's your heart contents, right? But all, all I'm trying to figure out is how do I tell her? Because even right before this recording, yeah. she messaged me and said, oh, yeah, like you can come and talk to me, my mentor. And I'm like, I, I'm not in. Because do you know what? I keep asking her, because obviously I know what it is, but I keep asking her, what is this business you're, you're part of? Because you keep wanting me to come to different places, do this, do that. Can you tell me? And she keeps ignoring it or telling me that she can't explain it properly, but she'll get someone else to explain it. <laughs> and I keep trying to tell her, why can't you explain it? Mm. I, can mad, yeah. houses. I can tell you yeah. what any kind of business is. Yeah. Why can't you tell me what, you, what you're doing? Why must I yeah. come to some sort of event? So that, that's why I've been talking about it quite a bit. Does she not, does, has she like read those articles that you don't know? Does she see the stuff that... Uh, she and what did she say? One of my posts about pyramid schemes, like, I think it was the beginning Lord. of this year or something like that. She re- she was one of the people who shared it. No, 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 no. Like you said, like you don't know what it is until you're in it. Like you don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. hard. Like I, I get it. I, I get for some people. I mean, obviously for me, and I'm sure for you, like we're, we're clued up. So we'd know. For yeah. a minute, we, you know, you step into something, we know this is fishy. This is not what, this is a pyramid scheme, right? Bro, but, I mock them. <laughs> okay, exactly. Yeah. But for some people, if you don't know, uh, then you think it's the best thing in the world. But I always try uh, to tell people, um, I always try to tell people, like, if it was that good, if you can make that much money, why do you think that it's only you guys who know about it and no one else knows? Don't you think the whole world would, would know and would want to get on it? You think I don't, I don't want to make money too? You think I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm a non-believer. I don't know. Everyone would know about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's what I never understand. But, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 
it's just ah, it's mad. It's mad because like you're they don't people don't want to people. I don't even want to know. Ah oh, man, I don't want to start, man. Because it's just <laughs> mad. Yeah, yeah. It's mad because like people are there, like yeah, I, like people calling themselves a forex trader, but you yeah. don't know anything about it. Exactly. And, and but then they're still making loads of money, but you're not making it through trading. You're making it through just getting people in. Like it's, exactly, it's, it's, it's crazy that people don't understand. Like you said, you ask them what's forex. I don't know. Like they don't know at all. Like it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But I got exactly. one thing is though I gotta respect like um whatever kind of tactics that these pyramid schemes use to get people because it's crazy. Like once you get people who are in, like you said, you've got friends who are in it. Like people are in, man. People involved. It's I, crazy. It's like a I, cult, man. <laughs> I don't get it. Like even I think I tweeted about it last year. Mm. Um, I spoke about it on the BBC as well because because of my tweet. I tweeted that um it was like one of these big influencers. I can't remember exactly who now but they were pushing one of these pyramid forest schemes i, I could smell for a mile away mm. but they had like oh come and join the zoom and i think i remember at the time it was like come and join at eight o'clock it was like 75 i said you know what do you know what i'm gonna do pause my tv i'm gonna <laughs> join the zoom i joined the zoom because i was interested i said i want to see how they lure people in i'm interested mm-hmm. right and i was on it i was on it for about an hour and 15 i was dedicated to the calls i wanted mm. to find out yeah i'm dedicated i was on it and i remember about 20 minutes in someone put in a chat like oh, <laughs> all they said was oh okay cool I'm really interested in this I hope it's not a pyramid scheme though. <laughs> and the moment that was said, uh. chat function disabled. You could uh. not type again in that chat. And if if anyone was confused was confused as to what this was, that should have given you everything. Because why would you disable the chat if it's not a pyramid scheme? And I so- sat there f- through the whole thing. And nothing was really pulling me in. They, they were saying stuff without saying anything. Like they were telling us, yeah, you can make all this money. And I was there for around 15 minutes and they never mentioned how you make the money. Someone said someone said in the chat what? They said what? Someone someone put in a chat, uh, oh, this looks interesting. I'm yeah. interested to find out more. I hope it's not a pyramid scheme though. <gasps> and then after that message was sent, chat function disabled. Disabled. Gone. And it tells you everything that you need to know. Wow. Yeah. How, how, how many minutes in was that? About. I would say that like, the first 10 minutes was like them getting ready. So there was nothing really yeah. on screen. It was probably yeah, like, yeah. about five minutes into it starting. Yeah. I like, I like as well the guy said, this looks, did he say this looks really good? Yeah, he said it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. He was generally intrigued. Like yeah. the guy was like, yo, this looks really good. I That's hope it's not saying. a pyramid scheme. They could have just said, no, no it's not. Like, <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm saying. But, but do, you, do you know what, what was interesting? Um, um, it was like these, these two people were talking, obviously the, the, the big, like I said, I can't remember who the influence was, but I remember the influence was saying, I've been working on making loads of money, blah, blah. But even though the chat function was disabled, somehow people could still like get like a, a crayon, do you know, like I'm being able to write on the screen, mm. even if they weren't hosting. Mm-hmm. So people were writing on top of the presentation and writing like pyramid scheme, <laughs> scam, blah, blah. So obviously the host are trying to like, scribble it off while they're talking. <laughs> But everyone's right. This is a scam. This is their pyramid scheme, and I was just like, "Yeah, they're they're finished. They're done for." It's great. Oh, yeah, Galasso, man. Galasso, yeah. Galasso, 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 Galasso. That's crazy, man. That's Honestly. crazy. I don't even know. I don't even think they will go away. Like I don't know. Like there's nothing really. What there's not really any like law or regulation that could really get passed to to, to stop that. Really, can you? No, because they're recognised as an MLM, not pyramid schemes. Pyramid schemes are illegal. Where MLMs are not. So that's how they identify like, we're not pyramid scheme, we're an MLM. What's the MLM um, stand for? Um multi-level, multi-level marketing. marketing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So obviously pyramid schemes is recruiting people in and nothing. Like th- th- there's nothing else to it. It's just bringing people in, taking their uh-huh. money. That's uh-huh. illegal. The difference uh-huh. is with the MLM, how they find a loophole, is they sell products. 
So what you often find is that people say, oh, I'm selling this product. I'm selling like some sort of slimming tea or I'm selling mm. this for its course. So they're selling mm-hmm. something. And because they're selling something, they recognize as MLM, which is legal. So as long as MLM stay legal, which they probably will, mm-hmm. these things will always still be about. But mm-hmm. I just call them pyramid schemes because realistically, even though they sell products, mm-hmm. their money comes from recruiting people. So if your mm-hmm. money comes from recruiting, that's what you are. Do you know what I mean? Mm. How does the so what is it about LMMs that makes them legal? What what how do they work? Because they're selling a product. Mm. Because like for, for example, one of the oh, it's I like have... Avon. It's like Avon. Is that what MLM is? Like um, those things? Yeah, it was similar. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yes, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a form of MLM, but obviously one of the more accepted ones. Yeah, you know, Avon sellers they come to your house and sell you make yeah. makeup. Yeah, but equally they get a fee for every person that they bring in, mm-hmm. and then you know that that cycle continues. So that's how that works, and that's why it's legal. Okay, man. Yeah, no, I'm getting clued up, man. I'm getting, I'm getting knowledge. What's your favorite um, um, savings app then? What's your favorite financial app you got right now? Oh, financial app. Um, yeah. it probably hasn't changed since I started. It probably would be Plum. I'm yeah, saying. yeah, I knew you was gonna say that. Yeah, like <laughs> because I'm, I'm genuinely thinking I downloaded all the new ones, and if there's a new startup or new something, I downloaded uh, all of them. Uh, but I think Plum has still got that edge. It's helped me save so uh, much money. Yeah, it's just so easy to use and uh, easy to understand. I just think yes, yeah, so for me, it's just gonna be Plum. Yeah. Well, do they sponsor you? Um, how, they they sponsored our first ever event last oh, year. Oh, lit, 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 lit. Yeah. So we, we they'd never sponsored anything before. We were mm. the first ever thing they sponsored. Oh, um, lit, lit. Yeah, that was yeah, great. Yeah. I was I was gonna be like, yo, if they're not sponsoring you, then what the hell? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. they have, they have, so it's fine. Oh, lit, 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 lit. Man, man, I've learned so much from this, fam. Just like flipping the last question I ask you, because yep. I don't even uh what's it called? Where do you see then yourself um in the next five years? And where do you see yeah, yeah, where do you see yourself in the next five years? And where do you see some of your companies then in, in the next five years, mainly pennies to pound? Oh, good question. So myself, I fingers crossed. Um, so next five years, how old? I'll be twenty eight in twenty five mm. years time. So hopefully by twenty eight, I I hope to be like a. I don't I don't really like using this term, but I guess a personality in the UK. Mm. You know, you know, like I guess like your chunks and your Philly and like, you know like that. Not not mm. necessarily like them, mm-hmm. but just just like a name that people know. Yeah. Um, not too sure in what field it could still be finance, could be something else. I'm not mm-hmm. too sure how, but I just hope to be. Someone respected and yeah, and well respected, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I hope to be. Mm-hmm. Um, pennies to pounds, I hope it just continues to grow. I really, um, I want it to be almost like the platform that young people come to for their financial education. So, like, um, money supermarket, money saving expert. That's what you're thinking of, yeah. Sorry, money saving yeah, yeah, expert, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, I, I was gonna say, like, like that, about money saving expert is for like for the older generation, I like to think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously for anyone but I think it's more into the older generation I want yeah. it to be like that but for younger people mm-hmm. um, and yeah there's everything else anything else that I pursue just to just keep growing and just doing yeah. well really yeah, yeah 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 that's lit that's lit that's lit what um, that's it really yeah that's lit man that's lit man I appreciate you on the podcast man Thank I hope you we do more me. hope we do more for him because I hope I hope I can um, do another one in like a year or something and we just see yeah some of those See where I am. Them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It'll be lit, it'll be lit. Hopefully, by that time, man's been um, nominated. <laughs> I'll think how oh, it's gonna happen. We're, we're speaking to existence I'm now. I'm thinking existed. 2022. Yeah, that's. There we go. Aye, I'm telling you, fam. Aye, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Aye, oh, love, man. I appreciate you a lot, man. I appreciate you a lot, man. Thank you lot. so much for having me. Yeah, you too, man. Have a good evening, man. Take care. You too. Bye. Okay, bye, bye.